0: welcome aboard the bk escape pod that's right it's the augmented and bionic podcast version of the live show you can hear saturdays from 10 a.m till 12 p.m eastern on 100.3 fm and am 1450 wbhf radio you can stream the show live there saturdays at wbhfradio.org or on the free tune-in app look out here we go By the way, if you hear me give out a telephone number, don't call because this is a rebroadcast and our janitor, Charlie, will answer the phone. And believe me, you don't want to talk to him. He's an ornery little cuss.
1: And an old sidewinding, bushwhacking, hornswogling, crocker crocker is going to revel white pistol cutter.
2: Now who can argue with that? Uh, Rubber!
3: Stand by to receive our transmission.
1: W.B.A.J. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid
3: I can't do that. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. The Force will be with you. Always.
1: As God is my witness... I thought
0: turkeys could fly. Well, hey, you know I I feel kind of good this morning, and you know why I'm in a good mood. You know how I feel good? Because, I mean, here, feel it my arm, don't I feel good? You feel Feel, well, you're you're tender. tender. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's, I might even go so far as doughy. That's that's a really sweet way of saying that I'm fat. Thank you very much for right. saying that. i never like it. said that. But it used be a, I be said it though. I never in a lot of the people. I would say never it. My mom not, said Well, it. not
4: not like where you're within punching distance. Right. I mean, I got to make sure I'm at least oh, on the other I've side got a of the short room.
0: reach. <laughs> I got short arms. They're not that long. Uh, <laughs> T Rex, Rex arms, <laughs> by the way. <laughs>
4: I can't reach down to you my toes.
0: What? Do you ever notice when your dog lays down on the on the on the floor and and they get on their belly and they want you to rub their belly, their arms look like little T Rex yeah. arms. That's
4: what I call Pippa when she does it. I'm like, oh look at my little T Rex down there. With do, the do you ever grab them and just go, hello my, my dog. doggy, hello my <laughs> doggy, and they go, wait wait wait, I didn't want that. I want you to scratch my belly. I don't
0: like you grabbing <laughs> yeah. my paws. D- does your dog not like that? She doesn't like her paws messed with, and she won't do anything bad. It's just if I touch them, she'll just jerk them back. It's just jerk a, them a, back.
4: Which I get. It's a it's an animal instinct. Right. Now sometimes once i just kind of like very quietly but the, you have to start doing that and go i'm not gonna hurt and i can no. tell i was like okay yeah i'll put up with this I but had, i'm yeah. it's not my favorite place it's, it's for like, you to grab it's like
0: they're ticklish like your feet don't touch my feet they're <laughs> dumb ticklish don't do that i had a dog that didn't care but this is the first dog i ever had and there we go on dogs again i was talking about something else but that's fine because we love dogs uh this is the first dog i ever had that did that that, that had the, the problem with the paws being touched You're like no i'm sensitive don't touch my paws they're very sensitive. I don't really i don't know if, I don't really know that I like mine tickled either to be quite honest I don't mind a, I don't mind going to get a, a reflexology massage there's nothing better than if you've had a long week and I know some people won't do this there are some people that actually go oh, I can't go to the, I can't go get a massage I don't want people touching me and it just bugs me and it, I, I can't do it it creeps me out I'm like you don't know what you're missing if you've never had a really nice massage either on your back your neck or on your your calves
4: and your your feet where you get reflexology you, you, you never know how tense you are until you I have a harder like time that. letting people touch my feet let alone touch other people's feet but every, everything oh, else you care. just said is fine yeah i don't care
0: well i will make sure i'm very well cleaned and hygiened before i go i don't want to go to the
4: to get a massage after mowing the grass
0: or something like that you don't want to do that it's like why are you doing it's that, like that Jimmy, old, geez, uh, what's going
4: on well who was the guy that had all the like the crack the one-liners they were just all uh, Stephen steven wright Oh yeah yeah was like, oh no yeah, yeah. yeah he was very deadpan. He's <laughs> yeah. like I love my dental hygienist. I always eat a box of Oreos before I go for a cleaning. <laughs> you
0: tell me that yeah. Or you don't want to? You know, remember remember Pig Pen from Charlie Brown when he walk around there's just just dust following him around. You know it was like everybody knew a kid like that in school. Mm-hmm. They they had all the kid stereotypes in Charlie Brown down to a T. You don't want to be the smelly remember? kid. You don't want to be Charlie Brown either. I kind of was Charlie Brown. I was like oh Charlie Brown he's the loser. The just total loser. nice kid. <laughs> But he's a loser. But he's got a cool dog, though. I named my first dog Snoopy. As a, because a of it, yeah, because I mean, he was a golden retriever. He didn't look anything like a beagle, <laughs> and really, neither really neither Snoopy, does Snoopy though. He's just black and white. So <laughs> beagles are not like that. So, but I named him Snoopy because that was the dog name. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember naming him Snoopy. But what was I talking about? I totally forgot. <laughs> I was talking about Charlie Brown. you about feeling good today. We talk about going to get a massage. Why did I talk about that? No, you started off with uh, the very first thing. He was like, I feel good today. Feel-, oh, feel that. Know, feel my that, arms. That, yeah. I know why I feel good. Here's why I <laughs> feel good. We started out with T Rex arms. And by the way, I have a massage gift certificate from Mrs. BK from Christmas that I haven't used yet. So i got to remember to, to use no. that. So Wait a second. Nice. Did
4: she do one of those things? She created a coupon book for you?
0: No, no, no. This is a real coupon for a place that I can go <gasps> oh, get a massage. Oh, it wasn't for her to give no, you. One. No, 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 no. I don't need coupons for that. Oh, see, now I understand. Dude, I don't need coupons from her she can't she can't wait to do that <laughs> she's asleep right now by right? the way by the way <laughs> neither one of our spouses listen to ourselves but the minute we say something wrong that's when they'll be listening she she also does your better half do this does she send you distracting photos on your on your on your phone like to, to, to make you go oh not wow, anymore man. oh not anymore she used to used to she mrs bk sent me several photos while she was, because she knew I'd miss her while she's at Universal Studios. She went to Universal Studios this past week and rode every ride, loved it and everything. She's like, well, I had to wear a mask and social distancing a little longer for the Mm -hmm. rides. I'm like, yeah, hence why I didn't go. Right? But she she sent me these, oh, these photos because she's teasing me the whole time that I'm gone. And I'm like, man, I can't wait for her to get back. She sends me all these really hot juicy pictures and I'm almost you know and I'll get them I'm like I can't look at them I'm going to run out of the road you know <laughs> I'm she, driving you know, I Don't know. but anyway she I'm really she loves yeah. me that much to send me these really hot photos of when she's gone it makes me can't I can't wait for it to get
4: back so uh, yeah me I, th- I think honestly, between uh, adults, like your husband and wife. Yeah. Dude, that's that's a nice little tease every now yeah, and then. I mean, one photo she sent was a uh, baby back ribs. I know that she is eating. I knew where you were. One of them with was this. one
0: of them was some uh, chicken, uh, ch- uh, fried chicken. It was, it was delicious. <laughs> it was great. I, I thought she it.
1: just
4: did that to all of her friends. <laughs> she accidentally <laughs> texted again. <laughs> well, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, this time it was her.
0: <laughs> she sends me pictures of food that makes me just run out of the road, man. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be looking at them anyway. Anyway, but it made me really made me feel really good. Hey, by the way, I did go get to see, and if you've seen it too, if you've seen Godzilla vs. Kong, call me today. 770-386- 1450 and tell me what you thought. The The movies are back open for business. Actually, some of them never closed for business. A lot of them did. And I was talking to a lot of friends of ours uh, or friends of mine that were kind of around different parts of Georgia and different parts of the U.S. And they were like, we're like we appreciate you, you wanting us to go to the theater and see movies, but we can't. All of our theaters have been closed for a year. And I'm like, we're pretty lucky. We're we were in the the metro North Georgia area here, just north of Atlanta, and we still had movie theaters to go yeah. to all of last year up until today. Some of them never closed, and we were very lucky. We saw older movies and whatnot, but some people didn't get to go at all because – they couldn't go. But we saw Godzilla vs. Kong, saw it last weekend, went with Mrs. BK and some friends. Uh, Indiana Sean went with us, brought his son, who's a fan, who's a big Godzilla fan, and Chance Bartels of the Nostalgic Podblast. We all went as a group to see it, and we actually reviewed it. You can still see it. It's on my Facebook page. I shared it, and it's on the Nostalgic Podblast page. We did a Facebook Live review of the movie. No spoilers. We just talked about it that night. You can see it on Facebook and on their site. And I gave I gave the film two thumbs up. I mean, if, if it comes down to thumbs up or thumbs down, it was a thumbs up. Now, now, if you want to know what I give it star wise out of five, I guess I could do that later. But I haven't really thought about that. But I thought it was a I thought it was a great. Return if it's if it's a movie that gets you back in the theater, go see it. If you if you you certainly vested in this new Godzilla monster verse movie series that have been out that started with Godzilla in twenty fourteen, mm-hmm. directed by Gareth Edwards and had Elizabeth Olsen and um, and Brian Cranston in it, and the the guy that played uh, Quicksilver. It's funny, it had two Marvel kids in it. Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's not his name, is it? Who am I thinking of? The he, he, play, he played Quicksilver in Avengers, but he got killed, and uh, he got killed in the uh, Leia age of Ultron. But the, he, him and Elizabeth Olsen were in the first Godzilla movie. I'm like, wait, they were in Avengers together. So, but think about it. The Monster has, has have had several Marvel people in it. They were in Godzilla. Godzilla versus uh, uh, King Kong Skull Island had uh, Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson was in it, and uh, Thomas C. Thomas Riley from uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy yep. was in Kong Skull Island. So we got a lot of Marvel characters in there. Uh, actors. Yeah, but enjoyed Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, somebody, there's not one it wasn't really a, a clear winner, but you'll see if you go see the movie. But it was fantastic. We might talk more about it after the break. And more big movie news coming up. It's BK on the air. Get
3: ready for a new look to ABC's All Star Saturday, starting with that cool cat, of Pink Panthers, Caramel we'll Park, and Fang Face. Then it's the new 90-minute challenge of the Super Friends, followed by everybody's favorite oh. Scooby's All-Stars, starting Saturday. Each you gotta know Won't you
1: with me everywhere I go Each, worm, each worm, I'm telling you truth Up and down and up and down on the Inchworm from Romper Room.
4: And now back to the guy who can actually walk and chew gum at the same time. It's BK on the air.
2: Greetings, fellow classic TV fans. One of my fondest early memories was waking up on the weekends to catch my favorite Saturday morning cartoons, one of which was Wile E. Coyote and The Roadrunner. Originally created in 1948 from the minds of Chuck Jones and Michael Maltese, this specific Warner Brothers tune garnered 49 shorts, each about six to seven minutes long. Beginning in the movie houses with their first episode, The Fast and the Furriest, they were originally meant to parody the zero-dialogue chases between the vastly popular cartoon Tom and Jerry. But these two Looney Tunes soon took on a life of their own. Each show immediately dove straight into the humor, beginning with a freeze-frame, mock-Latin description of the two characters, and from there, the ingenious slapstick comedy ensued. It was Warner Brothers' background animator and sound effects specialist Paul Julian who vocalized the beep-beep, or meet me, whichever you prefer, sounds of the uncatchable and much smarter Roadrunner. Wiley E. Coyote was able to cross over within the merry melody world, also appearing in five episodes of Bugs Bunny. In doing so, he was given a hyper-sophisticated voice. After all, he was a self-proclaimed super genius. And who better to voice him? Mel Blanc, of course. Although the Coyote's outlandish attempts to catch a nice Roadrunner meal never succeeded, the always hilarious entertainment of this classic cartoon surely did. For BK On The Air, this is Pat McCormick with the Golden Rage of TV. Thank you, Pat, for that trip into
0: the Golden Rage of TV. I do want to remind everybody, he was talking about the Roadrunner. You can tune in on a show called Tune In With Me. I want to remind everybody, because they they might have forgotten about this, on MeTV. Now, weekdays. At 7 o'clock, MeTV's Tune In With Me. It's an original weekday hosted morning show for audiences of all ages. The show will brighten everyone's day by combining the original character, some original characters, quick comedy set sketches, puppets, and surprises, and more. It all leads into many of the great classic theatrical cartoon shorts ever made from Warner Brothers, MGM, and beyond, starring Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, the Roadrunner, as Pat just told you about, Elmer Fudd, Sylvester, Tweety, you know the ones, Tom and Jerry, Droopy, Too, Popeye, and more, Cartoons are back, and they're back on MeTV every weekday morning at seven a.m. with a host. They've even got a host of the show called Tune in T O O N with hmm. me. So that's cool how they're kind of back on weekdays instead of. Saturday.
4: It's ironic so. that we're talking about Roadrunner. I had a flash. You ever, I'm sure you have this happen to you, probably more because you you are steeped had a, you had a, you had in a nostalgia. Lot. I did, a little <laughs> bit. You had a flash. Wait a minute, are we going to do ready? it early? No, no, um, you're a flash first. I had a flash of the of the Roadrunner episode that actually was like a cartoon within a cartoon where the two little kids are sitting there watching the Roadrunner. And they're just talking back and then And forth. then the one, yeah. office, the one kid all of a sudden goes... Yeah. He tries to do the roadrunner thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember seeing him like, oh, my God.
0: Well, let me tell you something else. That Alan just told you about something he hasn't seen in so long. Here's something else you might not have seen in so long. Your bicycle. Do you have a bike? Do you bike? Or did you used to bike? And you're like, no, nah, my bike's out in the garage. It's got cobwebs on it. I haven't ridden it in a while. Well, I'm going to tell you a way that you can get that bike back in its fighting, rocky, rolling down the road or in the trail fun. I can tell you about Cartersville. Bicycle. It's all new bicycle shop here in Carswell. They're not brand new; they've been here for a little while, and they sell bikes for all rides, riders, and ages and skill levels. Which mean they say skill levels. I'm like, oh, okay, so if I fall down every now and then, they can still help me too with my bike. Cartersville Bicycle Sale. they sell parts, supplies, and accessories, and their mechanics and they're fantastic. Over there, can tune up, repair bikes from any manufacturer, whether you're a veteran rider or just starting out, or have had the bike in the garage with the uh, bugs and and stuff covering it up and dust. Cartersville Bicycle has what you need to get out on the road or on the trail, or on the, uh, the the Silver Comet Trail in Cobb County. Whatever you happen to put that bike on, they can take care of you. Stop in and see the shop. They're waiting for you to come by and say hi, and they're there seven days a week. They're a workaholics over there, and that's a good thing for them. Cartersville Bicycle, they're located on the corner of West Avenue and South Tennessee Street, and you can call them at 470-315-B-I-K-E. That's easy to remember, right? Cartersville Bicycle, that's 470-315-B-I-K-E. That's Cartersville.
1: Bicycle, bicycle, bicycle.
0: So check them out. No I'm, I'm going to take on my bike. I, I talked about it last week. I talked before the break about Godzilla versus Kong. If you haven't been out to the theater, go see it. I I, you don't have to go see that. Go see any other movie you want. I mean, there's a Shatner movie out not right now with Christopher Lloyd about them being old guys driving again. I think it's called Senior Moment. That movie's out, and I think it's in the theater or streaming. But if it's in the theater, go see it in the theater. That's what that's what I'd like for you to do. But uh, as far as Godzilla vs. Kong goes... It was an action-packed, and when I use the word, oh, it's a roller coaster of a ride, well, I really do mean it. It was a roller coaster of a ride. my, my complaint about the first Godzilla that came out in 2014 of this current uh, storyline that where all the movies are connected, I think it had a little bit too much. Uh, I have an expectation when I go see a Godzilla monster film. I want to see the monsters do stuff. I want to see the monsters. I want to see them fight. I want to see them stomp things. Mm-hmm. I want to see them do the monster st- stuff that they're known for. Well, the first film, I think, had a little n- not enough of that. Uh, there wasn't enough Godzilla in the Godzilla film. And they took a while to introduce him to get him on the screen, but uh, I think that the, the the filmmakers in this one kind of went back to the old formula of uh, people want to see monsters. We're going to put the monsters in the film and let them go for it. But uh, but it was a, the the score. The score. I can't remember who wrote the score. It's the guy that did. It's the guy from Devo that did uh, Thor. Uh, loving th- uh Thor uh, Ragnarok hmm. the guy that scored Thor Ragnarok right. scores Godzilla versus Kong and it has a great score it's got it's that electronically poppy sounding stuff mixed with an orchestra uh, in this too kind of like it was in uh, Thor Ragnarok so it's got a great score uh, it's directed in a way where you can see everything. Nothing's too dark in any of the shots where you can't, you know, I can't really make that out. What is that? They put these effects and these uh, monsters right out in the middle of the, of the, of the bright sunshine for you to see everything going on. And again, Kong's a lot bigger than he it was in Kong Skull Island in this, you know, Kong Skull Island took place during the Vietnam war in the early seventies. And he's grown six, since then. And, uh, and has, um, something's happened on Skull Island to, uh, where he's where he's left Skull Island you'll have to, and I'm, try, I'm trying not to give many things away but uh, but there are some things that show up from classic god there's one particular thing that shows up from a classic Godzilla film an older one that they made in the past in this one and if you saw the end of Godzilla King of Monsters you saw how the cliff the cliffhanger ending that was supposed to carry over into this film that's exactly what happened they did what you thought monarch did what you thought they were going to do with a certain piece of tech or a certain piece of Creature that they had the head of at the end or of Godzilla versus Kong, so, yeah, or you know, a mixture of both of said creature. And the theater was very busy when we went to see it. I was glad to see crowds back in the. movie Thank theater God we
4: again. live in a state that allows it.
0: Yeah, and and I'm glad that everything's open. A lot of bars didn't even close while this was going on. I think the budget was somewhere around 180 million. It said it said budget between 150 and. Two hundred million dollars, or whatever. I'm like, well, I'll say a uh, hundred and eighty. Some it, the budget was that, and it's now well past the three hundred, well past three hundred and ten million right now worldwide. So I think it's on its way to at least make some money back and, and let's re, recoup some of this deficit and hope that it did. I read a whole article from the BBC. I'd, I wish I'd have printed it and brought it in, but I didn't think about it. Someone brought, and, and, and this is gonna, it's gonna, it, you're not gonna like this because the whole article was said, "Godzilla versus Kong did what Tenet and Wonder Woman 1984 couldn't do. It's saving the theaters." Oh, that's and a crap and headline. I'm like, okay, that's a, that's that's to make you read the article. That's <laughs> so, a crap
4: crap. Because I'm thinking, crap, well, that's that's headline. an
0: unfair. That's a little bit unfair because back when Tenet came out, that we were really still in the throes, in the midst of this pandemic thing. Right. Nobody was really trying to go anywhere and that's that's not fair and who knows some of these movies let's see if, let's see if they do this some of the movies that they tried to bring out during the pandemic that didn't do well once things are back on their feet again let's see if they re-release them again I mean I know they're streaming they probably won't because you can stream them now
4: but it'd be nice to throw them back in the theater again for people I tell you, get to see
0: them first time
4: I'm happy I saw tenant so, um, in the theater it was I mean I love owning the movie I've watched it a couple of times at home but that's one of those movies that just the big screen it needs to be but seen on the big screen. Wonder Woman
0: 1984 was a disappointment, and I and you and I really liked the first Wonder Woman movie. Right. We talk about a Warner, Warner Brothers DC movie, but we really enjoyed it. And this movie was kind of a you didn't see it yet, did you? Wonder I haven't Woman
4: seen no. My wife did, and she said it's Ugh. not a, It doesn't. It's not horrible though. It's not
0: just as in the in the dregs of of cinematic drudgery. But but it's not comparing it to the first film falls yeah. completely way short from the first i think
4: film. the way my wife described it is the first 30 minutes felt so good
0: oh it was i love and the first then the minutes. last
4: 30 minutes are let's just give you a lecture and we're going to call it the day <laughs> it's like
0: well the first 30 minutes are like oh i'm flying in a plane for the first time i've never flown in an airplane before this is great this is this is exhilarating oh 30 minutes into the flight what the gear is not coming down you mean we're about to land with no landing gear? That's going to be bad. I'm not looking forward to that. Oh, it's just getting worse and worse. Oh, and now the the engine's on fire. Mm. <laughs> so we're going to do a descent now, and it just gets worse and worse and worse, and then we just crash. But the first part of the flight was great on the, plane, the takeoff so, was wonderful. Because I'd never been on a plane before. <laughs> so go, go, go see Godzilla vs. Kong or go see something, because uh, we love the theater experience. We talked about it at Link last weekend. I don't want to rehash too much of it, but I kind of want to return... I've noticed this year, it's spring now. Spring has sprung, according to the calendar, and summer's around the corner. We've had some mild and warm temperatures. Got up almost to 80 a couple of days this week here where we are, and it's on its way. I've thought about some things. And after going to see Godzilla vs. Kong, I thought, I think I'm going to do some things this summer that's going to harken back to my childhood, as you take a bite out of a nice macadamia nut cookie over there. Mm-hmm. That someone brought that. That's really cool. All right. But I'm going to tease some of it and tell people later after we flash the audience what I'm talking about. I want to try to do some kids things that I used to do as a kid coming up this year, and I think it's going to be fun to try to do that.
4: You know, I will say a big shout-out to our Secret Admirers. We haven't had a random treat drop-off since the holidays. Isn't it nice to have Secret Admirers? We went four months without a, without a drop-off. Yeah, because we couldn't take stuff here at the station. But you know what? <laughs> Whoever that Whoever's sending our goodies our way, thank you. Yes, we love it,
0: and uh, we, we might elaborate on but it's BK on We're going to take a break, and I'm going to elaborate more on how I want to return to being a kid again this year and kind of rediscover that. And we'll flash the audience when we come back. It's BK on the air.
1: It's a beautiful day for Digital Derby, ladies and gentlemen. Tommy Lee Hill starts out cautiously. He jams his car to second gear. Now third, he's really moving. The traffic is tight, the Tommy Lee Hill's in the lead. Look out, Tommy. Too bad. Tommy Lee Hill's out of the race. Tommy, you had a rough time out there. What happens now? Will you retire? Retire? I'm only 8 years old. Oh yeah.
3: Batteries not included. Digital Derby Auto Raceway comes complete with lap counter and timer by Tomy. The President Cleveland home for a cleanup. These men can't waste time with stubborn dirt. That's why they use industrial strength janitor in a drum. The same industrial strength cleaner you can use at home to cut cleaning down to size. Tough enough for a playroom floor. Tame enough for a baby's high chair janitor in a drum from Texas it does the work not you
0: hey it's BK on the air here to tell you another way that you can hear my show if you ever miss it live on Saturday at fistful of radio 8:30 a.m and 5 p.m Eastern on Saturdays and hear the BK replay just another way to hear the show in case you ever miss it it's BK on the air that's at fistfulofradio.com. Hey, we're back live here at WBHF. It's BK on the air here, a.m. 1450 and 100.3 FM WBHF. Uh, it's time. It's that time. It's that time. It's the time that we like to... Each other.
1: <laughs>
0: no, that's <laughs> that last job we had. <laughs> Flashy audience of the news, the weird, the strange, and the bizarre. I've got the first news. <laughs> From UPI, a U.S. Army captain broke a Guinness World Record by running a mile in 10 minutes and 23 seconds.
4: That doesn't wow. seem like a bit... Like, was, it, was it backward? Upside oh, down? No, no. Carrying somebody? You think that's not, not very But It fast. just feels like 10 minutes. An Army captain. Captain
0: Katie Hernandez, the company commander of the Ordnance Disposal Unit based out of Fort Campbell, Kentucky, donned the bomb disposal suit This past Saturday at George Mason University and ran a mile in 10 minutes and 23 seconds. Hernandez's time was enough to capture the world record uh, from Army Army First Lieutenant Ashley Sorensen, who completed the feat with a time of 11 minutes and 6 seconds in 2013. Hernandez said the bomb disposal suit weighs 84 pounds with the helmet alone accounting for 12 pounds total. Wow. The men's version of the record is held by British runner Mark Gibbs, who completed the run with a time of seven minutes and twenty-four seconds in December of 2017. So that's no small feat, running with uh, with that much equipment on your body. The firefighting stuff is heavy too. The firefighters that wear the uh, the, the, the the when they run into the building with all that stuff on, it reminds them that it would be backdraft with
4: the Kurt now, Russell. Yeah, that's crazy. That is, I just I didn't I didn't realize how much that was, how much that weighed. That's like carrying an 80-pound person. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or that's like... You know, I remember... Th- four, four me's. I told this story. Four B's. We hiked Pine Mountain when Sophie was a little bit younger. She only weighed about 50 pounds. And she goes, oh, yeah, I Pine can't Mountain. walk anymore. Carry me. I thought, no problem. You're only 50 pounds. Sure. it's my Within kit. about yeah. half a mile, I was like, you're walking. I can't carry you anymore. Yeah. It's too heavy. You're like, I'm not in the Navy anymore. <laughs> What's going on Plus, here? we're going up a hill both <laughs> yeah. ways. All right. I've got the next.
0: Yes. news flash.
4: You want to work out?
0: Ah! W- walk a mile carrying
4: me on your back. Try that. See how far you get. Um yeah. To, um. yeah, we'll get. Uh, we'll need to get a, an ambulance. Is what? That's how I get somewhere. You could probably walk with me on your back from here to Mellow Mushroom, and then we get something to eat. Probably, and then <laughs> I'm going to reward myself with beer be, and pizza. The, the, that would be the incentive. <laughs> we'll be at Mellow Mushroom. Mushroom when we a radio start. stunt. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. A Texas-based auction house announced a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo Entertainment System sold for. This is Super NES. I mean, uh, is so it really? So
0: it's, I guess, thousand uh, uh, I mean,
4: dollars uh, uh, More than that. $5,000? Uh, no, more th- I thought you said 500000 No, I said $5,000. Oh, fi- no. For a Nintendo cartridge? Apparently so. I wonder why. The highest price ever fetched for a video game. Heritage Auctions, based in Dallas, said the copy of Super Mario Brothers that was sold as part of the Comics and Comic Art Auction during the weekend was part of a short run that was produced in 1986 before... Nintendo switched from shrink wrap packaging to a sticker seal. Oh the, so they didn't make a lot of those correct.
0: particular ones.
4: The That's video why. game had been purchased as a Christmas gift in 1986, but it was but it ended up spending 35 years untouched in a desk drawer. Oh, so that means it would actually play in a in a in a cart in a unit. It stayed in the bottom of my desk office this whole time since the day I bought it said the seller who requested anonymity, I never thought anything about it. Wow. The game sold for a final selling price of $660,000, which Heritage said is the largest amount ever paid for a video game. Wow, that's amazing.
0: Now, did, did it really work? I guess work? somebody
4: just... Want, yeah, I'm sure it would. No, so I did think it it's because it's
0: sealed. When you had the Nintendo cartridge and, and guys would go, oh, it's not working well, let me... They blow it like a harmonica. Did that really work? Yes. Did you do that? Okay, because
4: yep. I never had... I don't think I ever had that Nintendo game system. But Atari's were the same way. You yeah, could blow inside the cartridge. If it, if, yeah, if but that's because sometimes that. dust and stuff would get in there and because it was a cartridge where the contacts had to be there, if the contacts didn't make because there was something in between... Then the game wouldn't work. Were you a stickler about your games and your and especially
0: like things that you own, like your CD collection back when we had compact discs and videotapes? I, uh, were you as stickler about them as I was because I was meticulous no matter what it was. When I was done with a CD, and I'm and I'm that way today. I put it back in the CD case and close it and put it back on the shelf when I'm done with it. I don't just oh I'm done with the CD, throw it my throw it my in my seat of my
4: car, not in the case, throw it around, blah blah blah. I, mean, I get my CDs so never got
0: scratched, angry when my kids
4: used to do that, and then don't you hate that to this day? Not putting the movies back in the yeah. movie t- oh, cases, yeah. please. Those are cases for a reason. There's nothing worse. <laughs> my wife and I would go. Yeah. Let's go watch. And we go to buy, get the case. There's sure. the case. Pull it out. Open. Or, or, no where movie is inside. It? Or. Oh, I think Sophie watched it last week. Okay, well. But where could it be? Got to go to her DVD player, and there it is, still inside, <laughs> but didn't bother putting it back in the case. Yeah,
0: I hate that. I, I, I'm with you. I, I, and my CD's last. Uh, I, have, I have the first CD I ever bought, and it still plays. and doesn't have any scratches on it or anything, and I just still have it. Uh, and I just took care of things. Some people just don't do that. I have the next news. <laughs> Also from UPI, as usual, a 1938 comic book featuring the first appearance of Superman. Another one of these sold again for a record-breaking. Now this is Action Comics number one from 19, I think it's 38. How do you, what do you think it fetched at this latest auction for, for Superman? For original Superman, if it was in good Action condition, number one. Now, there's a difference between Superman issue number one. R- oh, sorry, and Action, Action Comics, co- the first, I- the first instance yes. of the story, it's of the, of the Superman. classic cover of him with the car above James his head. James Install's. Uh... Yeah, his his, his uh, logo, yeah, logo based, based, based off of that. that, and it's been parodied many times. So I'm going to say a million dollars. Million dollars. You would have to go higher. If we we're playing the prices right. Three point two five million at an auction for a comic book that cost ten cents of initially wow. when it came out. Online auction house. ComicConnect.com said Action Comics number 1 which bore a price of only 10 cents like I said when it was released in 1938 that's a year before uh, after my dad was born fetched a high bid of 3.25 million a new record for the highest paid price for a comic book and it usually is always an action comics number 1 somewhere that has that record wasn't that the so so iconic.
4: the iconic the line that actually launched a lot of the DC characters like there was an action comics with Batman there was an action no, comics I, with
0: no, D- detective comics oh so detective that that's many, what i'm thinking yeah, of they Separate, yeah. They had. Never the, mind. You're right. They weren't called the superhero's name until until later, but uh, which which is interesting. Shazam, or oh, Captain Marvel, as he was called, and they had to change his name to Shazam. Do some legal things. Um, Shazam, Captain Marvel. He first appeared in Whiz Comics. W H I Z. Don't do that
4: Comics. to electric fence. No,
0: don't do. that. <laughs> The auction house said the seller purchased the comic three years ago for a sum of $1 million less than what it was sold for on auction. Vincent Zaralzo, co-owner of Comic Connect, said in a news release that the comic is in near pristine condition. And that's amazing that that comic book is that old that is in near pristine what they mean is near pristine or near mint condition. And finding a comic book that old that looks that nice, of course, it's going to fetch a hefty price. That's
4: that's the, the, the thing. You might be able to find one, but if it's ratty, missing pages, and dog-eared. Right. It's not going to get you, you that got, top if you price. If you've got a ratty issue, that I mean, it's not falling
0: apart, missing pages. If you've got just like a, a, an out of sorts issue of action comics, it number still one, still get you some you money. still get several hundred, few thousand dollars, or whatever, depending True. on what condition it's in. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. True,
4: because that that person will probably say, "Well, well, I, at least I can read this one." Yeah, <laughs> but I'll own it, you
0: know. But I'll give you five grand for it. I'm like, I'll take the five because I'll go buy a reprint of it and and have a reprint of it and look at it or in a hardback form. I've got the next news. My mom never threw out any of my comics. We have horror stories of how, oh, my mom threw my comics out. My mom threw my
4: toys out. My mom never did that. I was pretty fortunate when it comes to stuff like that. Thankfully, mine are all still in the bags and in boxes. (laughs) Right. Good for you. We need to... At some point, I need to go them. through and see if there's anything. Yeah, worthwhile. I need to see what you have. You should have a lot of Spider-Man, don't you, in there? I can honestly say I've got every single one until I stop collecting a web of Spider-Man because and that, that was one the of the 80s, newer right? ones, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Good, good thing. Yeah. All right, let's so fit this in. Can I? A Taiwanese man who dropped his iPhone into a lake while paddleboarding said the phone was recovered when a drought caused the water to recede years later. And guess what? It still works. An iPhone still working? Yeah. Phone's owner, a uh, man with the surname Chen, posted on Facebook that he dropped his iPhone 11 Pro Max into. Sun Moon Lake while he was paddle boarding March. Chen said the phone was in waterproof case when he was wearing it around his neck when the chain came off into the water. Wow, that's amazing. Go iPhone! That's what I have. That's what you have.
3: We'll
1: return after these messages. They sure work hard, don't they, Barney? Yeah. I hate to see them work so hard. Yeah, me too. And... Let's go around back where we can't see him. Gee, we ought to do something, Fred. Okay. How's about taking a nap? I got a better idea. Let's take a Winston break. That's it. Winston is the one filter cigarette that delivers flavor 20 times a pack. Winston's got that filter blend. Uh, Yeah, Fred. Filter blend makes the big taste difference, and only Winston has it up front where it counts. Here, ahead of the pure white filter. Winston packs rich tobacco specially selected and specially processed for good flavor and filter smoking. Yeah, Barney, Winston tastes good, like a cigarette chug. Your power from KTEL is hot off the
3: charts. 20 fantastic hits, original stars, ELO. It's a living thing. England and a John Ford Collie. That's a forever Cooper, War, Elvin Bishop, Boss Gag, and Kiss. Blue Oyster Cult. Brass Construction, Eva, Silver Convention, Diana Ross, and Wild Cherry.
1: Music, Kenny Nolan. Doobie like Brothers. Be it it's me. Pure Power.
3: 20 super hits. $6.99 from Paytel Paper cassette, 7 dollars
0: we're back it's bk on the air here i i got uh, one more news flash i can talk i can get to here because alan if you're looking at your iphone since you did that last story about the uh, the guy who had his iphone in yeah. water, we're seeing more and more of those stories come up about people oh my phone was lost but he got it back and someone fished it out of the water after being in there a month and it still works i'm like that's amazing. I capsized on a canoe once, going down a river uh, in Northwest Georgia near um, Cave Springs, Georgia, and I, I shouldn't. And she told me, she goes, "Don't take your phone. Don't take your phone. Well, you, you just don't take it." I'm like, uh, the water's not up that high. We're going to be fine, you know. And I had it in my pocket. I didn't even put it in a in a sealed thing, you know. Should have done, and I did. As soon as we got ready to get out of the water at the end of the trip. I, I get out while we, where we, de, we de-boat or whatever you call it when you get out of the, 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 the canoe at the end. And as soon as I got out, I, did, I wouldn't watch what I was doing. And a rock in the, in the water gave way as I stepped into the water. And I went down, elbow went down on the canoe, turned the canoe over. She was already out of it, thank goodness. And it was only about – it was about – waste high water turned it over i fell underwater with the phone in the pocket and everything i'm like oh crap well oh, just, no. there's a bowl of rice in this phone's future dry rice and i put it in there. and it did it dried it out over like a, two or three days but it, it was never the same again it had one little blue line that just stayed on the screen you know and it, <laughs> yeah. but it would still work it was slow but i was amazed that it still worked the way it did and that was that still was an iphone five or six back even back then yeah but they did get better i got uh, one more news <laughs> From UPI, a Texas man has become the first person to run from Disneyland in California to Walt Disney World in Florida, a journey of 2,761 miles. Don not 59, of Plano, said he began his run on February the 1st, 2020 and had planned to complete the run in about 90 days. But the coronavirus raised its ugly head and led to some unexpected delays. He, he said the run still took about 90 days, but those days were spread out over the course of 14 months for safety reasons. Muchow, whose run was aimed at raising awareness for type 1 diabetes, arrived at Disney World on this past Monday. Good for him. The runner said his original plan had been to run from the Pacific Ocean to Florida's Space Coast with only a brief stop at Disneyland toward the beginning of his journey, but a conversation with a friend inspired him to change his plans and visit both Disney parks and make them part of his run. So that's oh, wow. kind of cool. That is there was another story he should have ran with one of us on his
4: back and that really would have made it more interesting <laughs> to do. So, I wow. can honestly say the only way I will ever run from Disneyland to Disney World is if someone's carrying me. Yes, I'm and not doing
0: it. I will, and I will run too if I'm behind the wheel of the car. That's right. I'll run back there too. Well, I talked about before the break earlier. Oh, and I got a soundbite here to play you. Play you. Okay. Uh, I'd seen this somewhere this week when I was just running around doing stuff, and I saw this somewhere. I don't know if it was online or one of the stations or, or somebody was playing the Beverly Hillbillies. And this is a clip from the Beverly Hillbillies that I'm going to play you, but your choice, your your job is to identify the actor in the scene from the Beverly Hillbillies just okay. from his voice. Let's see if you can do that cuz I thought right. it was amazing. amazing. I heard it playing from the other room and I'm like, "I know who that's. I know who that is."
5: Mr. Booth, the television station just sent these over. They're all about last night's wrestling match and they've been flooded with phone calls.
1: Bring back the little old lady and the Boston Strong Girl, greatest fight ever. <laughs> How about a rematch? And book Tennessee Terror and Beast of Boston on Ed Sullivan Show. <laughs> <laughs> Guarantee, Phil, Houston Astrodome, Happily, <laughs> Granny, Strong Girl, rematch. All right, you're back in show business. Well, come on, where can I find this little granny?
5: I'm on my way to see her now. She wants to talk to me about the mortgage on
1: Donnybrook Farm. Don't tell me she believes that story about you wrestling just to pay off the mortgage. Hey, I write a pretty good script, huh? Well, come on, let's not keep the little lady waiting. Call the television station. Tell them that we got granny and the Boston Stronger for a rematch. I want plenty of publicity. What? Yes.
0: There's the Beverly Hillbillies clip, and you're sitting over there just yeah, nodding and, and I, grinning. I because, needed
4: three seconds to
1: go, it's Fred Flintstone.
4: <laughs> Alan Reed from Fred. And well, I heard that.
0: Ma. I heard that from
4: uh, Jethro. I heard
0: that from The Kitchen, and it was playing, I think, on the TV. And I'm like, that, what's, is Fred Flintstone on the Beverly Hills I can't believe it. So, yeah, that was Alan
4: Reed. Of course, you I could tell ha- who that was. I finally have seen what he that looks like, so the funny. guy that did yeah. the voice. He did not look like anything I'd imagine. He look anything would... like Jackie Gleason does so. Nor did I think somebody that looked like that would have that kind of voice.
0: Yeah. It, it, he's, he's done so many other characters' voices that I couldn't even remember. But a little Alan Reed, a little Funny there since it's uh, good to get that that's, saturday morning feel talk on.
4: about a great voice
0: fred Flintstone. Oh, what a voice yeah just and awesome and then
4: alan reed passed away and then two other guys started voicing fred which sounded a lot like him but <laughs> but, but but still they were a little different i've always liked him. when somebody can put that kind of just enough gravel underneath to make them sound <laughs> like they're rough <laughs> but not great. ruin their voice doing it that's great well i talked earlier before i went to the break
0: is i want to try to to return to some kid stuff that i used to do as a kid this year summer's coming up and i, pu- I plan to do just introduce a few of these things back into my life just to try it and to find out to see you know what made me do this i was talking to you on a few episodes back of bk on the air telling you how i'd never had a capri sun i would never had one a little pouchy mm-hmm. drink with a straw that you pierce somewhere yeah. over, and you used you, you drank them before yes i have well when i many, guessed, many times when i guest appeared on the nostalgic pod blast and if anyone's seen it if you've seen it go out and watch it at the nostalgic pod blast they had me on as a guest take a chance chance bartels with nostalgic pod blast knew that i hadn't had one and so he surprised me on the air when I was there with, I got a Capri Sun for you to drink. And he just pulls it out of the fridge, and there it is right there. I'm like, oh, great. So I drank one on the air, and it was fun. So I was thinking, what other things did I do as a kid that I like that I want to try and just get? And I'm, I don't, I'm not going to pick these up and do them all the time because I'm an adult now. Some of these things I don't want all the time. But here's just a list. And if you can think of any, too, call me at seven seven zero three eight six fourteen fifty with your movie review of Godzilla versus Kong. Or if you can think of something else that I might can add into the things that I want to throw back to this summer uh so some of the few things i want to do i haven't had a sloppy joe and i can't remember when a manwich you know sloppy joe here pretty soon i want to make a sloppy joe just for her and i she doesn't want them i'll eat it
4: we used to do that all the time as kids i know i've only made them a couple of times for my kids you're right why do you not make them more haven't had a sloppy joe so sloppy joes are on my list
0: i'm going to buy and i think you can still find it i'm going to buy a container. Of Jiffy Pop popcorn and pop it on the stovetop where it expands. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 aluminum foil expands into like a giant planet, some kind of weird planet of some kind. I'm going to do Jiffy Pop popcorn. On
4: Can the I tell you what I've done too. differently with my popcorn? Because I love popcorn Can as you, a snack. Safer air. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So make sure they know what you going to go there. Safe. To, um, I'm I'm popcorn. putting it in the appropriate orifice okay good that's what i mean yeah right of course i to save some money because you know I, I got so used to the microwave in the bag popcorn yeah which is nothing wrong with that no and i've loved yeah. it but then i, I went because we have a a glass almost like a big coffee pot it looks like a carafe for coffee but it's designed to pop popcorn oh yeah in right. the microwave it's got a different feel but i've gotten so used to it now and now i can buy like a giant bag of kernels for three dollars and pop it in the microwave and i can pop hundreds oh, wow. of servings of popcorn in the microwave. I do it in the microwave. Right, it's still cool. in the that's microwave. Awesome. And then I decided to buy some of the uh, Orville Redenbacher microwave butter oil and right. sort of, and if you sprinkle just a little bit and you know kind of While swish your popcorn hot. around yeah. Oh, yeah. add a little salt. Yes. Man, I'm happy. It is so good. So that's a lot, reminds me of
0: the Jiffy Pop. I want to share a secret with everybody too. If you no matter what brand you get just for the microwave if you that come in the bags, you take the bag out and you put it on the right side, put it in, in the microwave. And all microwaves are different. Different time settings for different ones. Never, I, I, I've never hit a, a microwave where it says popcorn setting where it was right. It, no. it was too short or it was too long. To me, I, I start out with two minutes and 30 seconds, and if it needs to be, if it needs to be uh, adjusted, but I know what our microwave does. Here's a trick I've noticed it helps every time. When the popcorn gets to about, down to about 30 seconds before it's done, stop. open the door, stop it, take it out, and just shake that bag like crazy. Pop it right back in there and, and, and hit the rest of that 30-second countdown. Hmm. And it helps to pop almost all the kernels, because some of them never get popped in a microwave like that. And I find out the hard way because I'm like,
4: oh, I'm getting to the end. Oh, there's a kernel yeah. that I didn't notice. On the flip pop. side, I'll tell you, If you go more than five seconds between a pop... Stop. Even if oh, no, there's a handful of kernels left. To, that's when you're supposed to stop it. Stop yeah. it. Don't don't yeah. go, well, there's still 25 seconds left. I'm like, well, no, If you like the smell of burnt popcorn, no. go for it. And, but if and you it's you go, a heck of an
0: aromatic uh, air freshener for your house if right. it's not oh, fresh. It, so it permeates it'll everything. Stay, it'll stay for days. Why, really why can't
4: works. that be the smell
0: we like? No. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I burn a Febreze thing in the microwave and it yeah. worked that well? Uh, and also, what you said about the oil, I do something a little differently. I'll take the bag out when it's done. And you got to watch it when you open a bag of popcorn because that steam, will uh, it'll burn the hair off your Closes your, your face to the Eyebrows off <laughs> if you're not careful. <laughs> oh, I, I want to get right into there. I got to get <laughs> into there. <it. laughs> just put I, a I, strap I, around I, the bag I and put the, my face I in. Open it. the bag very carefully, and I take about a, a little square pad of just butter, and I just throw it in there, and then I shake it. And the, mm, the heat you would like it, it butter, butter makes it. Yeah, the heat mm. makes it go down there. So I make it uh, completely unhealthy, which means it tastes really good. I will tell so.
4: you, I guess, and I feel better about myself doing it now because when I read that salt isn't nearly as bad as they used to think it was, you still don't right. want to overdo it. But when it comes to popcorn, I've got to have salt on my popcorn. Well,
0: you know, you know what I'm using now? I'm using because you know the one of the big salt manufacturers is Morton's Morton mm-hmm. salt. You know, I use Morton no salt. They have something called no salt, but it's it, it's I don't think it's it's made. I think it's it's one of those weird things where it's made from uh, salt in a way. I don't know what what they do to it, but it's much better for you than salt, and it well, tastes.
4: We switched salt, to the, the Himalayan great. pink salt, which is supposed to be it's it's it's, it's natural. Right. But supposedly better. I don't know, I can't tell the difference. Right, I just know I like it. It's, notal- it's nostalgic Kiki talk here with BK on there. I'm gonna continue
0: the talk here after the top of the hour. When we come back, when we come back, I'm going to tell you other ways that I'm going to be like a kid this summer. I'm going to introduce several other things that's going to make me feel like a kid again. And maybe you should, too. If you got some suggestions, you can tell me about it. But we're going to uh, visit Channel Star Wars and chart Star Wars Extra this weekend when we come back from the break here at the top of the hour. It's BK on the air. Stay tuned. we got more coming up right here on WBHF. Hi,
1: Mom. The Play-Doh boy. But you look different. That's because I'm made out of New Brighter Colored Play-Doh. Kids love to squish it, and squash it, and make all kinds of things. And the New Brighter Colors make Play-Doh even more fun. You're fun, too. (laughs) Who are you talking to, Mommy? Oh, a colorful little friend. (laughs) Play-Doh! With New Brighter Colors! On the farm, we grow a food that's everything you need to eat. It's a fruit, a veg, a bread, a milk, a cheese, a bean, a meat. Hi, I'm Farmer Brown, singing about the foods you need to keep you healthy. Today, Molly's favorite. Milk! And the foods made from milk, like cheese. Marvelous! And ice cream, too. Magnificent! Milk and milk foods for strong teeth and bones, for variety and vitamins and fill and rooty too. Eat a veg, a bread, a milk, a cheese, a bean, a meat, a fruit.
2: Eat a variety every day. My man.
3: What's the worth of a man? For Steve Austin, it's six million dollars. Colonel Austin is in that plane. I think they're gonna shoot us down. Isn't there any other way? Three Majors is Steve Austin. Steve Austin is the six million dollar man and he's worth every penny. Stand by to receive our transmission.
1: As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. I got a bad feeling about this.
6: Welcome to Star Wars Extra. Star Wars then, Star Wars now, Star Wars forever. Bringing you the latest from the Star Wars galaxy, I'm your host, Mike Mann. This week at a special look inside Disney Parks' virtual event, Disney Parks chairman Josh Demarro presented attendees with the first look at some of Disney's future technology, a real lightsaber. What the whoopers? As Demarro was closing out the event, he presented the hilt and an actual blade of light was produced. He confirmed the authenticity by simply saying, it's real
1: what oh hell no hold up
6: while this next level technology was only announced for future star wars projects it is worth pointing out that the star wars galactic star cruiser hotel is said to have a lightsaber battling event along with Demarro, also supporting the hotel's project a few months back with photos he shared on instagram of the project's interior progress time will only tell when and where Star Wars will see Disney's lightsaber technological science lose its fiction.
3: I find your lack of faith disturbing.
6: From time to time, especially since Disney's involvement in the Star Wars universe, facts or historical events in the Star Wars narrative have been retconned or a changing of facts. One such change was subtly made this week in the form of the iconic ship, the Tantive IV. Originally, in Revenge of the Sith, The Tantive IV is seen at the end of the film when it rescues both Yoda and Obi-Wan Kenobi after the Jedi purge of Order 66. The diplomatic ship from Alderaan was perfectly placed as a tie-in between the prequel and the original trilogies. It was also in the ship's halls where we see R2-D2 and C-3PO for the last time in the final prequel only going on to be seen next in the same hallway in the opening of A New Hope. Now, the ship that rescued the Jedi, and where we last see the droid duo in Revenge of the Sith, is actually Senator Bail Organa's personal ship, the Sundered Heart, also known as the Tentaviv 3. Being of the same class ship would explain the overall similarities of the ship, and would also signify that Alderan had a peaceful diplomatic fleet. While no actual explanation has been officially given by Lucasfilm regarding the retcon, it is worth pointing out that Disney and Lucasfilm don't change pre-existing facts without there being a reason. With the Obi-Wan Kenobi series currently filming, fans can only begin to speculate for now. Did you hear
0: that? They shut down the main reactant. will be destroyed for sure. This is madness.
6: And last up this week, The Mandalorian walked away with the best special makeup effects in a TV series win at the 8th Annual Makeup Artists and Hairstylists Guild Awards. At the event, the category and nominees were presented by Boba Fett himself, Tamara Morrison. Morrison also spoke briefly during the pre-show and had the pleasure of announcing that Brian Sipe, Alexi Dimitru, Samantha Ward, and Scott Stoddard won the award for their work on Boba Fett and the other characters from The Mandalorian Season 2. A clip of the event featuring Tamara Morrison can be seen on the Boba Fett Fan Club's website.
1: I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy, like my father before me.
6: Star Wars actor would also like to give a big special shout-out of support. For our young friend, Danny, as he begins his battle with the dark side. Stay strong, our friend, and may the Force be with you, always.
1: Rex has been through a lot. Battles leave scars. Some you can't see.
6: That's all the time we have for now. Don't forget to visit us on the Star Wars Extra YouTube channel, and go ahead and give us a like and subscribe. Tune back in next week for all the latest and greatest in Star Wars. For Star Wars Extra, I'm Mike Mann, and now back to BK on the Air.
0: Thank you, Mike, for going into a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. Good to know that Star Wars is still trucking on, just like a, a lot of other things. I want to get back to what I was talking about. I talk about from our childhood, Star Wars. It's the movie you remember going to see in a the theater for the first time, consciously remembering the first movie. They, they might have t- taken you to some movie when you were a when you I'm sure baby. I'm sure they took you to lots remember. of places. You probably watched Patton, but you didn't even remember it. You don't remember it. Not in the theater. They They're going to take you to see Patton. You'd cry. That was the first movie my dad owned on, on a <laughs> so, VHS tape. But some more things that I want to do. To, to harken back being a kid and I got the list here. I talked earlier before we went to the break, I talked about sloppy joes or manwitches. called Slop, calls, sloppy calls joe. them Manwitch, their name brand, but it's a sloppy joe that you can make, and they're very easy to make. So haven't had one in forever. Jiffy Pop popcorn. I would love to to have some Jiffy Pop popcorn from when I was a kid. What makes watching TV okay. as much fun as going to the movies?
1: Jiffy Pop Popcorn. Yay! Jiffy Pop is as much fun to make as it is to eat. There's nothing to add. No mess to clean up. It's fun to watch, too. Here it goes. And just taste that fresh, hot, delicious popcorn.
3: Just like at the movies. Jiffy Pop Popcorn. It's the family treat that makes watching TV as much fun as going to the movies.
0: Well, and now going to watching things on TV is almost as fun as going to the movies because of the picture quality and the big screens we got, but it doesn't replace it, though. It doesn't replace it, but a little Jiffy Pop Popcorn flashback there for you jiffy pop i want to get some jiffy pop soon i don't know when but i'll do that that's on my list some candy i want to go find the fun dip and try it again. The little packet with the little guy's face on it with where he's got his tongue sticking out, and it's got the, the powdery candy in there, but it comes with this little white stick that right. you're supposed to dip in there where you wet it with your mouth. you got to wet it. You put it in there and dip it out with the little stick to eat it. And what's cool is the stick is edible, too. Right. So I, w- I want to get a fun dip. I don't know when, and I'm not going to eat them every day. I guess I can't do that. It would be good for me. But I want to go and get a fun dip or just any of uh, find any of that candy that I grew up with. So my sister loved the, uh, the big red ruby jewel rings that, that were candy. You, know, you could you could suck on the big yeah. jewelry red ruby ring that mm-hmm. you could get. She got one of those. But I want to look for some fun dip and get that. There's a store in Marietta called uh, the Fizz, uh, Fizz, Fizz something. Rockin' Fizz. Something the Fizz shop. And they have a lot of classic candies and, 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 and drinks in there, too. Uh, I want to get some Tang. I want to get the orange drink and make yeah. some tang and do that. I want to get some tang. Now, I'm not going to do all this in one day. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to do all this in one day. It's just this this summer, I'm going to incorporate some of these into, into my weekly, you know, one day a week or something and, and try and just go back to some of these kid things that I that I had as a kid because I just, having that Capri Sun from Chance at, at, at Nostalgic Podblast made me think there's a lot of stuff from when I was a kid and I need to try that. And I liked tang as a kid. I think I liked it because of the whole astronaut tie-in. I thought that was Absolutely. cool, the astronaut thing. <clears throat>
4: Although I can't remember
0: what That's it tastes cool. like obviously it was tangy it's orange it's orange and tangy but you know i can't either i, I remember it being really tangy a very mm-hmm. potent pucker up type which makes me wonder tang. would i
4: like it i don't if know but we're gonna it try it
0: we're gonna try i'm gonna try it uh i also want to uh this this could be dangerous the, uh, this this could cost me if i do this i want to find someone who still has a trampoline i want to jump on a trampoline this year again sometime
4: When our kids had
0: one, that was a lot of fun. That could be dangerous now because I haven't been on in a while. (laughs) I loved them. I could really jump on them when I was a kid. I mean, I used to dismount off the trampoline onto the ground. Oh, really? If I did that now... You'd have to call the ambulance, No, I'll be happy to take over the show. I wouldn't be able to do that with my knees. I'll keep the BK
4: legacy alive. I will
0: not dismount that way. Uh, but I do want to jump, try to jump on a trampoline. I may only jump five jumps and then get off. <laughs> so I don't know. And pin, I'm going to go to a local pinball place in Kennesaw. That would be great. I'm going to play some pinball here soon. Love pinball. Uh, there's a place in Kennesaw called Portal Pinball that I've talked to. And they, they have classic arcade games and pinball machines in there. I want to go play some pinball. So it's kid stuff. It's summertime. Springtime right now. But summer's right around the corner. I'm going to incorporate some kid stuff into my daily routine soon. Speak down there.
5: alcohol may cause pregnancy and it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked so what are you waiting for stop hiding and start living with tequila. tequila
3: remember if for any reason you must leave your radio please have the man at the door stamp your ear so you can listen again later this is William Shatner and I would like to invite you to take a journey with me into the 21st century so take the next few minutes and listen very closely. You'll be amazed at what you hear. Okay?
6: It's okay if you don't understand what he's talking about. He probably doesn't either. It's VK on the Air on AM 1450 FM 100.3 and online using the TuneIn Radio app.
0: Yeah, WKRP in Cincinnati was one of those shows I watched as a kid, and I'm like, man, I'd love to work at a radio station one day. I actually started recording myself on a little Panasonic recorder back when I was a really young tyke, and that made me really want to uh, be on the radio one day. But then I finally wound up being on the radio one day and found out that everything in wkrp is true all those personalities do are usually at a at a radio station all those weird people that, that have those quirks yeah they exist no matter what radio station that you happen to be employed for i want to talk about one more thing i got one more thing on the list that i want to do this summer that will harken back to being a kid so far i've talked about sloppy joes Jiffy Pop, popcorn, Fun Dip, candy, Tang, uh, jumping on a trampoline. I might have to rethink that one. <laughs> and playing pinball and classic video games because there's some classic arcades around. If you just look around, depending on where you live, uh, what city you're near, there's there's some arcade, classic arcades around. And some of them don't require you to put any money in the machines. You just pay a fee to enter, like a, like a, like an admission price, and then you can stay in for like two or three hours or however time you've bought for. They usually mm-hmm. charge you for, by the hour. And everything's free play once you get in there. And you can play to your heart's content if you just pay for admission. I mean, I love the sound... Of classic pinball machines because if you hear a
4: sound of a pinball machine going off, you're like, "Oh, ding, 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 bling, bling, bling." It's just a, it's just that's pinball. You hear? Can it, I just it say it's so just the fun. sound of a classic eight, the eight bit sounds of all like the Defender and the Pac-Man and, and you and can the pick Cuber. them out through all the noise. You're like, "Oh." Uh, I hear Centipede. Oh, I
0: hear Defender. Oh, I hear Stargate. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That's Tempest. Right. I hear and, that. And even though they all had that same
4: kind of range of notes that they could only play at the time because yep. of the technology, they all created their own recognizable themes and sounds. Right. And I looked it up, and we know that 1981 was
0: 40 years ago. <laughs> you do this uh, all the time. The sequel game. Remember the, remember the video game Defender? Mm hmm. They had a local sequel defender. game called Stargate. Did you, you ever play Stargate? Played Stargate? I think it's this week. That was the number one video game in the arcades this week in 1981. I looked it up. It's Stargate. And I remember Stargate, well, it just took Defender to another level, made it faster, gave you more enemies to fight, which meant I got killed quicker. Yeah, and really wasted more meant. quarters. The, the one other thing I want to add to the list that I want to do that harkens back to the old days of when I was a kid, and I could probably find one for cheap, like at a, like at a thrift store. I just need to look for one. Or someone, someone in my family may have one I can borrow. I want to get a hold, and we, test, we, we quizzed you last week on 8-track tapes. I want to get a hold of an 8-track tape player. Just an old portable, <laughs> you know, and, and and I know there's a couple you can buy. You can find eight track tapes for like fifty cents in places because no one wants them anymore. They're not, I don't know if they're as collectible as vinyl and other things, but you can find them for super cheap. I just want to get a couple of eight track tapes and just uh, and just sit on the porch. Plug that thing in, or if it's on a battery, and just play some, play some music, but play it off eight tracks just to give the feel of the old days. I want to sit out on the porch with a bowl of Jiffy, with a little aluminum thing of Jiffy Pop popcorn, listening to an eight-track tape. Sipping your tang. so fun. <laughs> That would that would do it. I could take care of all of it in one swift stroke. Oh yeah, you'll have a stroke <laughs> Just all
4: right.
0: Like that, so. <laughs> don't say that. So no, I'm supposed to be a kid again. As a kid, I don't have a stroke. Uh, if, if you're going to have I'm a stroke, an,
4: you want it to happen swiftly. <laughs> if I
0: a, if I think I'm a kid, that'll inoculate me from having a stroke. Uh, side my side
4: of my faith not
0: working? My body's going to think. Oh, are <laughs> a kid shock. again. Let's be. Let's go back to being kid healthy. That'd be great. So. uh uh, if there's any that you can think of, call me at seven seven zero three eight six fourteen fifty. If I've if I've gotten some things you remember being a kid in the seventies or something like that, you could suggest one for me to try. So those are the ones I'm going to try to hit on, and I'll keep you updated on whether I've done them or not. And I just think it'll be fun since summer's around the corner, and it'll be fun to kind of do something like that.
4: You know, you, now, you triggered to me. A, you mentioned to me a game that, yeah, that, that that that's going. You on triggered right now. a memory. Well, you well not memory. You triggered something me to bring up because we just played it last night. We got this for Christmas, and we never played it until last night, so it's been sitting new in the box for the last four months it's a, it's a board game trivia game called mind the gap mind the gap and I thought
0: never heard of that and oh, I thought
4: okay. I I misread the box it said you know from Boomers to Gen Z right. can you answer these questions I was like well that seems weird all over the place didn't realize what the game is designed to do here it is because I got it up on Amazon Prime looking at it right now like, trivia game for generations for says. generations yeah. all at the same time that's the problem when you get grandma dad, and kids, it's really hard to find a game that they could all play. because Some of them are, some of them are only focused on the on the trivia that they're from that they like to play. Like, right. oh, this is trivia, blah, blah, blah,
0: from this era. Whatever. Exactly.
4: Yeah. Like, and if we bought the trivia of, let's say, the last 10 years, my girls would probably be much better at it right. with, like, movies and art, especially and music. And you and I would get all the Justin Bieber
0: uh, questions wrong. wrong.
4: Yeah. But then any <laughs> of the movies from the 80s, if it was a Gen X, we'd be like, yeah. oh, we can kill it. Oh, yeah. This game presumes that you have a mixed audience, and really? so it forces you to create a multi-generational team to win because oh, as you make your way around the board, your categories, they're all very similar. Music, TV, it's same same kind of pop culture headlines, right. but they cater toward that generation. So when you're in the quadrant of the boomers, it's all... Th- History questions or movie questions or TV or whatever from the 40s and 50s. Then you move to Gen X and it's all stuff from like the 70s and 80s. Then you oh, move good. to the Millennials and it's all early 2000s. And then Gen Z is late to, uh, 2010. And looking and, and looking it's at awesome. it here, looking at it here, I can see it's got them split up. The Boomers are colored one way. Gen X has got a red color. Millennial cards have the blue color, and Gen X have the green on there. So they're kind and of and we up thought initially that you would play your generation. No. You have to answer all the generations, so it benefits you if you have a young person on your team and an older person, so you'll be able to answer those questions, because last night, here's one. Mm And I got it wrong. Although I, I t- so many times I did this in the Boomers, I I had two possible answers, and both times I had said the right answer, but decided to go with the other one and got it oh, wrong. Oh, okay. Here was one in the 40s— that, What section is this question from? In the boomer, Boomers. Boomers. Okay. In the in the forties, this idiotic term was what people used for watching television. What was the what was the what was the television called? What was the idiotic term this television? In the television the referred to. Yeah, what did they call watching the television? You're watching instead of saying you're watching TV. Take your eyes off of that. What did they? What was the nickname? Oh, what was the? No, was it boob tube? Boob tube was the one I, I came up came with later. Okay, and the other one okay. was idiot box. Idiot box. That's the two I remember. And because the question said idiotic, I went with idiot box. Right. Oh, it was boob. It tube. was boob tube. So wow. Because back when we, I, I made a joke. I said, like, "Well, you know, if the boob tube was what I thought of it today. I'd be watching right. it all the time." Right. But. In terms of boob, back in, my, in our boomers' generation, right. that did mean idiot.
0: A but you're right, But it was also, a buffoon.
4: But it was also a question that had to do with different era. Like, later on,
0: they were called it the idiot box. So it's confusing a little bit. Like, so oh, what did they
4: call it in the 40s? I yeah. couldn't answer it correctly, but it was a boomer question. My mom might have been able to get it right away. Right. 770
0: is our number. Somebody's calling right now. Hey, it's BK on there. Who's this? What's
1: up? That's Russell. Hey, hey. I got, I got some from the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. That we could try today. That some of these idiots today. I'm gonna get my ran over with. M540s, 40s, 50s, 60s. If the direction lanes say one way in the parking lot, go that way. <laughs> you know, I do
0: that too. If I'm going down through, and and you know, even if there's no arrows to tell you which way to go in the parking lot, you can tell by the way the cars are angled and parked.
1: You, you know what I did just ago? No, what'd you do? Park, I, I parked out right in the dang middle where they had to back back
0: out. <laughs> oh well, that you were kind of cruel, but you, you you taught them a lesson though, didn't you?
1: So yeah. that's my rant. Hey Alan, y'all did a great job covering
4: the baseball games yesterday. It was really enjoyable. Awesome. Well oh. <laughs> Well, you mentioned oh, sports on BK. I'm sorry, the alarm uh, goes off when you mention sports. I will here. I will pass that along to Matt and Charles. Charles did a great job and everybody down here, I mean that's three high school games across about what, seven and a half hours. So that was awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was a great weekend. Y'all enjoyed the day. I know it's raining outside, but you know what? We ain't going to be coughing this evening. Maybe tomorrow, but not this evening. I'm just happy that
4: severe weather seems to be
0: holding off. It will be back. The pollen will come back. So, yeah, you're right. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you later. Bye. Y'all take care. Have a great weekend. Awesome. You too. Uh, Cool. That's fantastic. Yeah, the whole parking lot thing. I mean, you, you got a whole rant about how, and we both hate it, how people park. They take up two spaces. And, okay, I get it. I understand that you have the nice, crisp beautiful new porsche or your new whatever car i don't know what that you've that's got. Like. you know <laughs> somebody's got some new car and i don't i don't want people to ding my car either i hate that when i pull into a parking space i'm like oh these guys are too close well to then me. just park further I out i hate that I, I do every chance i get but sometimes you don't have a choice you have to park where you get it and i'm like please don't because i've had that happen before do you know did i ever tell you that we were sitting in a in a mexican restaurant diet parking lot one day mrs bk and i And while we were sitting in her Lexus, we're sitting there waiting to go in. I don't know, she's finishing up a phone call or something like that. And this guy pulls up beside us on the passenger side and just opens his door right into her Lexus and just hits her, gets out, closes the door, and just just keeps walking, doesn't say a word and and i looked over at her and she she all of a sudden her eyes turned green she has that look on her face where you know the clothes start to
1: whoosh.
0: i'm you like know. easy don't approach him like that let's be diplomatic about this and i just you know we approached him and said excuse me you know you just opened your car you just opened your door into our vehicle just and just walked away no i didn't i'm like Yes, you did. Said, don't don't deny it. You did do it. I said, you know, an apology or some kind of little something would have helped ease everything. I mean, because mm-hmm. we, we know accidents happen. That happened to us at a uh, at a red light one day. We're sitting near Kennesaw College down in Cobb County, and we're at a red light. And this guy's in front of us, obviously in a five speed clutch vehicle, manual transmission. And he's sitting there, and his car just starts to roll back, drifts back, roll back, roll back. And, and it's not very fast. It's just a, a tiny roll. It backs right into us. Mm-hmm. You know, not enough to do any damage or anything. Taps us. Hits us. You know. Obviously, he could, he had to have felt it. We felt it. So, you know, we stop, Get out. Still red. Light still red. It's like, hey, excuse me. Roll down your way. Hey, did you, you know you just backed into our, you let your car roll back into our car. Do you know what's going on? You know what? He's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. It was almost like rocking with Monty Python. You know. No, it isn't. No, it's mm-hmm. not. It's like, yes, you did. You Dummy! <laughs> I can't use the word that I said, mm. but I cannot believe the stupidity of some people. So his telling me about the people driving up the wrong lane on a parking lot it makes me mad. And I know it makes you mad, too. When uh, It's like Ripley and Aliens. Did I accuse just simply drop
4: when people get behind the wheel of a car you know, and it's driving raining? Driving the wrong way is one thing. I still <laughs> like, have my you... rant is the people who walk down the middle of the lanes. Right. Of the... Get to one side. Yeah. You don't get to just take it up and right. make me sit behind you. I feel or, like you're just kind of driving up behind. the other one. If you're going to cross over lanes of traffic or just cross
0: anything like a parking lot, don't cross diagonally. When you go diagonally, it takes you four times longer to cross that part that you're going to. Just go in a straight line. Straight <laughs> line. Go in a straight line. That's all I ask.
1: They say not distance
0: much. between two points is a straight line. Some people don't know. That. Some people don't know what to order at the, the restaurant when they've been in there for ten <laughs> minutes and they're looking at. They don't look at the menu till they get up to the cash register. Uh, do you sell burgers? It's a chicken place, sir. It's a chicken place. Uh, be down there. We'll be back. Maybe we're going mad.
3: Millions of Americans every day are shedding unwanted pounds by taking tested and proven Ultra Lipo Shtick. Carbohydrates are bad, bad. Our carbo-fighting antioxidant is good, good. Just listen to these satisfied customers.
5: My name is Gail, and I lost like 20 pounds on Ultra Lipo Shtick. My name is Jared, and I lost 46 pounds using Ultra Lipo Shtick. My name
3: is Zach, and I actually gained weight. This stuff sucks! Ultra Lipo shtick is safe and easy to inject just three doses four times a day discreetly underneath your fingernail listen to this
5: i used ultra lipo and suffered from side effects like uncontrollable greasy discharge
1: ultra lipo it turned the armpits of all of my shirts orange this stuff is crap
3: try it today and see some real results ultra lipo not available in stores results may vary
1: Quick, Claude! I do everything
3: fast! Marathon John, you can't eat a Marathon candy bar fast, quick Claude. It lasts a good long time. I show you. Milk chocolate, delicious caramel, and chewy. Told you. Nobody eats a Marathon
1: bar quick, Claude.
3: Marathon lasts a good long time.
1: Stand by for Action!
3: Anything can happen in the next half hour.
4: And now, back to the guy who secretly thinks J.J. Abrams did the best job with any Star Trek movie, but he'll never admit it. It's BK on the air. Hey, we're
0: back. It's BK on the air here. I got speaking of Star Trek and JJ Abrams, I got a story about that coming up here as we tick tock toward the top, uh, the end of the show. We got a few more little bit bit left to go, but it always goes by fast. But I do have a follow up. I have a believe it or not, I have a news. Follow-up here. No That's way. Going back, because we, uh, we missed this, but I want to tell you about this, and you'll remember about this story. This came out as a follow-up from Fox News. A Georgia man that was shocked to find the amount of his final paycheck in the form of pennies dumped in his driveway last month is getting some help. You remember that story? Mm-hmm. Getting some help from coin-counting company CoinStar. You remember, you remember these guys? I think they have little coin-counting things in Kroger, where they, you put, you dump the coins and it just gives you a cash voucher where you can get it back so you don't have to count it. Fayetteville's Andreas Flatten had quit his job at Peachtree City's AOK Walker Luxury Autos Works. I wonder if that place is getting a lot of crap from this, because they're know what? saying the name over and over Fox now. Fox 5 has been running this story a That's lot. where this story's from. This follow-up is from Fox 5. Uh, that happened in November, and he was having some trouble getting his last paycheck from his former employer, although he had reportedly been promised his $915 check would be paid to him in January. The check never arrived, and Flatten said his former boss accused him of damages. Flatten, who had gone so far as to call Georgia's Department of Labor for assistance—we're just giving you a follow-up on this—was surprised when he discovered more than 91,000 oil or grease-covered pennies in front of his house. We did this as a newsflash. Right. An envelope resting on top of the pile contained his final pay stub and an address with an explicit message that said— uh, uh, well, the first word started with an, with an F, and the next word was you. i I'll, I'll do the Battlestar Galactica. Was it you Galactica. or why? I'll do, I'll do the Battlestar Galactica. Frack. Frack you is what it said, but it wasn't frack. Since then, Flatten has spent some nights cleaning his pennies, which Fox 5 Atlanta said sat in a wheelbarrow in his garage. He and his girlfriend had previously refused to comment to Fox News, saying they were focused on getting a real payment for Flatten's final check. Coinstar took up the mantle and picked up the more than 500 pounds of pennies from him this past Thursday. The company uh, uh, pointed to a Fox News release in which it wrote that it also rounded up Flatten's paycheck
4: to $1,000 for him. So how about that?
0: Aww. That's really cool. This guy didn't have to go through any more
4: crap. see crap. Here's the thing. And they kept stuff. showing this because I'm in studios in the morning, Bartos Morning yeah. News, and for about four, four different times – Where the story had already been, should have been played out, they went back to it. And they kept right. showing him in his garage having cleaning to clean those yeah. pennies because they had to be cleaned before you could even turn them in anyway. So I wonder if they cleaned them for him or if he had finished cleaning them and, he, and they just were going to count. Either way, that's awesome. It,
0: either way, they wound up just rounding it up and giving him more money than he, than he owed. And that, that, what cool PR for them. Oh, I wonder if this person used to work for is getting any backlash from it. I need to go check their Facebook page you know,
4: if, and see if, if, if that, that was, was my mechanic mistake. and I found out that that's how the owner treated a former mechanic there. Right. I'd be like, I'm done. Or, or I'm not it's dealing a, with it's a Public relations nightmare. That they,
0: they should have stepped up and, and went, "Hey, you know what? We made a mistake. Let's help you out here. Here's here's a check for you, and we'll take the pennies back and just make, make up for it because they could they could wind up losing customers for doing something like that. That's yeah. not faring very well for them. Let do think?
4: think. Nine hundred and fifty dollars you owed somebody <laughs> right. for time worked on the job, yeah. losing customers for life. Which many, one do you think is going to hurt think you more? You're the bad guy now, <laughs> the grease covered bad
0: guy. We don't have to think. We know. Greece is not the word it should not be the word that I heard or the Greece is the word. <laughs> Right, I got a story here from Yahoo News, and I told you about this on the break.
4: Now, did you know they used this in a Beverly Hillbillies no, episode? No, they didn't use it in a Beverly Hillbillies episode. <laughs> See, now I have to edit that out too. So, don't yeah, edit yeah, it a out. Mistake in early in That's program. comedy gold. Com- com- with me, it's
0: comedy plastic. <laughs> it's comedy. <laughs> not even gold. <laughs> From, from, Yahoo. Nicole, from Yahoo News, <laughs> it's been five long years since the last Star Trek movie, and while the next one might still be quite some time away, there's at least some light at the end of the tunnel, or wormhole for Trekkers, that is. Paramount Pictures has announced that in, on June the 9th, 2023, it's the release date for an untitled Star Trek film, according to Variety. Now, this is from Paramount and Variety. Untitled, this isn't a unwritten, rumor. unfilmed. This isn't a rumor, but at least they got a date. Yeah, this, But we know what date's coming it's out. It's be Star Trek something. <laughs> It'll have the word Star Trek in it, maybe. We're not sure. Last month, the studio hired Star Trek Discovery writer Kalinda Vasquez to pin the script for a movie based on an original idea of hers, but it's unclear if that's the same project they're talking about. Now, whether Paramount sticks to that date, or story remains to be seen. There have been other several attempts to make a follow-up to Star Trek Beyond, the last Star Trek film in the Abrams verse over the last few years, including one from Quentin Tarantino. You remember that rumor that came out, but nothing has panned out as of yet. Meanwhile, Paramount has shifted around its schedule for other movies with a knock-on effect for future films as theaters continue to slowly reopen, thank goodness, amid the COVID nineteen pandemic. Top Gun Maverick has been moved to July the second and November nineteenth Uh, while Mission Impossible 7 has been delayed from the latter date to May 27th of next year. The following movie in the Mission Impossible saga will now be released on July the 7th to 2023 instead of November 4th, 2022. They really have been jumping around with them. Meanwhile, I didn't know about this one. Did you hear about this? Dungeons and Dragons, which was scheduled for May 27th next year, has been delayed to March 3rd, 2023. Why are they making a Dungeons and Dragons movie now when kids probably have, uh, we remember what it was, but the bulk of kids that are going to go to the theater don't know what the heck that was. Yeah, I don't know. Unless it's just going to be a Dungeons & Dragons movie that's approachable, that's just going to be a sword and sorcery film at its base or whatever. Right. But th- they're using the name. And I know kids now. If I were to mention Dungeons & Dragons
4: to my nephew, he'd go, what's that? That hmm. sounds cool. I don't know what that is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so why are we doing a Dungeons & Dragons? I mean, I know it's Dragons
4: still around. I know still people still play, and I get right. it. It just doesn't feel like it's as ubiquitous as when it was in, let's say, the late 70s and the early 80s. Well, let's throw something else into the Star
0: Trek mix here. I've got this story from Josh Weiss at Sci-Fi.com. Wrath of Khan director Nicholas Meyer allegedly pitched a new Star Trek film to Paramount as well. So well, they're going to throw. is it going to be this one? Who knows? He's he, Nicholas Meyer has and always shall be our friend. Recently chatting with TrekMovie.com, the filmmaker revealed that he pitched a mystery Star Trek film to Paramount Pictures. Meyer, of course, directed 1982's Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And Star Trek 6: The Undiscovered Country, the last final film to feature all of the classic actors. And the Wrath of Khan is considered to be the gold standard for the franchise's presence on the big screen. Thank goodness they never remade that. That'd be horrible. Working with, working with his creative producer partner, Stephen Charles Jaffe, who wrote The Fly 2 and was involved in writing Star Trek Six, the director apparently wrote a whole treatment and plan for a fresh adventure set within the world of Starfleet. He says, we didn't write the whole script, he said. We wrote a very detailed treatment and the whole pitch uh, with, with illustrations and everything. It's a comprehensive thing, and we took it to be Alec Kirksman, and then we took it to J.J. Abrams, and then we took it to Emma Watts, was the head of the Paramount Paramount Pictures at the time. It's unclear when the pitch was done or how it was received, although Paramount must have passed on it or mostly shelved it because the studio is currently moving forward on a new movie that we were just talking about. And this lady that wrote the, supposedly the new movie that's, that's writing it, the writer from uh, Discovery, Discovery, she was a writer on The Walking Dead, too, I see as a credit of hers. Hmm. Uh, and before that, the studio... Uh, hit a, They hit a Trek snag uh, after Star Trek Beyond because it under, underperformed the last Star Trek film did. Now, Abrams, who revamped the United Federation of Planets back in 2009, you'll remember that, will produce the film. So it will be under his banner, Bad Robot. So he will be producing it. Kurtzman, who co-wrote the first two Star Trek reboot films, including 2013's Into Darkness, which borrowed heavily from, oh, the Wrath of Khan. They did make a remake. I don't know that. <laughs> in charge of the entire IP at Paramount. So, Paramount Plus, too. Now, according to Meyer and his and the Jaffe's idea had the potential for film or television, well, talk about Netflix or Paramount Plus channel, it also would have returned and, and featured new characters, but beyond that tease, the filmmaker was light on specific details. So, I don't know if that's even in consideration for this it almost sounds like, like it's not got. so maybe maybe it isn't and who knows maybe if push comes to shove, that might have been the best. Uh, that might have been the best one <laughs> out of all of them. Who knows? With Nick Meyer attached to it, so it's going to be interesting to see what direction they have a date now. So Star Trek is getting back on track, I guess. Uh, some people thought it was never off track, but to me, I haven't liked Star Trek in a while. I wasn't a big fan of the J.J. Of the Abrams mo- produced movies, but also so far, I haven't liked any of the Star Trek fare on television. I'm not a fan of Discovery. Tried to watch it, didn't like it. I tried to watch Picard, but for some reason. I guess that, that crew in that era is over for me, or it just wasn't entertaining to engage me and, and hold my interest. I couldn't get into that story. And the, uh, the the animated comedy show that's on now called Lower Decks, to me, I watch some of it. I'm like, this is not Star Trek. This is just some kind of goofy, Phoenix and Ferb version of Star Trek, which I don't care for. It's just not Star Trek. So Star Trek may have moved on without me. I'm not sure. But we'll have more talk when we come back. It's me, Cal there Alan Sanders is with me, and we're going up till noon.
3: Star Trek: The Game. A game so challenging, you need this combat control panel to play it. Take command of the starship Enterprise as you battle your way through unknown sectors. Blast Klingons. Raise your shields. Watch for space mines. Is this the most challenging game in the galaxy? It's
1: inhuman.
3: Star Trek from Sega. Is it
1: penny Mickey? Thanks for the gumball. Show me a gumball for a penny, Bozo. Thanks for the gumball. Penny for a gumball, Popeye. Thanks for the gumball. Gumball Banks. Get gumball refills and fill up Mickey Mouse, Popeye, or Bozo. See the gumballs go down, watch the pennies go up. What are you going to do with all your pennies, Popeye? Fireball, gumballs. Gumball Banks, from Hasbro. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines.
0: We're back. I want to do this day in history. We've got uh, on this day, April tenth, seventeen ninety. A U.S. patent formed for something. You know what it was? Seventeen ninety. Yeah. I don't know the the dollar bill. No, it was for the U.S. patent form. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's what it was. The, the U.S. patent started in seventeen ninety. On this day, eighteen forty nine. On this day, the safety pin was patented by Walter Hunt and sold the he sold the rights for four hundred bucks. And people with diapers just said, "Yay, great!" Or with kids. 1866, we'll like this one. On this day in history, April 10, 1866, the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals was formed on this day in 1866. And I didn't know it was that long ago. I thought it was a lot later than that, the ASPCA. On this day in 1912, the RMS Titanic set sail from Southampton to her maiden and final voyage uh, to New York, wasn't it? It was supposed to be. Yeah, on this day in history, the Titanic set sail. Wow. Should have cut north through the North Sea.
4: That kind of uh, shouldn't
0: have uh, shouldn't Oops. have taken on uh, Kate Wendlett. <laughs> if you see James Cameron getting on your ship, tell him get off. You're not <laughs> getting on the ship. 1953 on this day, The House of Wax, the first color movie in 3D, premiered in New York on this day. The House of Wax with was Vincent, Vincent Price. Price. Fantastic movie, you really great. Still good to this day. 1970 on this day, Paul McCartney officially announced something. 1970? On this day. You want to take a guess what he announced on this day in history in 1970, Paul McCartney?
4: Uh, formation of Wings. Well, kind of flip it
0: around the other way. He announced the split of the Beatles officially. Oh, okay. So, so he could go on. and Actually, he made a solo album first, and it wasn't, I think, till the second or third he formed Wings. So his first album was just Paul McCartney. 1991, we lost somebody on this day, a Gilligan's Island cast member, Natalie Schaefer. The millionaire's Aww. wife, Lovey, Lovey Howell, passed away on this day in 1991. And 1992, one year later, on this day in history, April 10th, Sam Kinnison dies in a car crash at 38 years old oh. in 1992. Birthdays today, April the 10th. Today is Harry Morgan's birthday, actor from uh, sitcom Pete and Gladys, Dragnet, and MASH, Colonel Potter. I loved him as, um, as, as, the, as Friday's partner on Dragnet because <laughs> it was great because I loved the show you know, Dragnet. And here's the
4: thing about MASH. We always talk about what a great show that was. You could say all the different colonels, they've had three. He was my favorite. I liked him the What's best. What's
0: the three colonels? Only? I thought they only had two. I thought they had the one guy.
4: St- oh, no, was there
0: only had, two? I yeah, had Colonel Blake and Colonel Potter. There was only two, I think, on MASH.
4: Okay, two, well, two, two, of, two of, of the two. Who am I thinking that there was three? Oh, wait, whatever. Know. but I do, three like, I do like. Uh, I do like. I think Harry Morgan brought a better. I get, was the other different. guy was goofier, very different. But there was something about having somebody like kind of anchoring the ship that always right. just made it. Who could put up with ship's shenanigans, right. but still could be relied on. He, uh, he died in 2011. Uh, Chuck
0: Connors, the Rifleman, he mm-hmm. was born on this day in history. He died in 1992. He was he had a funny part in Airplane. Remember, Chuck Connors was in Airplane with with Peter Graves and Lloyd Bridges. They threw Chuck Connors in there. He was the guy that was the 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 airplane maintenance guy. And he was he was smoking the smoking the cigar in front of the flammable gas tanks. Oh, and he threw it and it blew up in the background. Chuck Connors. It was funny that he could do that too. Wow, we lost this guy in 2020, but today is Max von Sydow's birthday mm. today too. And believe it or not, I didn't know they shared a birthday. Both of them in Star Wars. What is it? Why can't I think of what it's called? The Force Awakens. The Force oh. Awakens. The first oh. one. Oh, you uh, talk about the, uh, the yeah. sequel, not prequel. Uh, the prequel. Sequel. Max von Sydow's birthday today. Today is Daisy Ridley's birthday today too. Really? She's the only birthday I have on the list who's still alive, believe it or not. I think she is. Do we need to check? Let's call Eric and find out if Daisy Ridley is still alive. No. No. Talk about a spark. Oh, and I teased you with this on uh, earlier this morning. The number one movie on this day from april 10th or 11th all the way to april 19th a little over a week or so or a plus week in 1981 what do you think was the number 1 movie in 1981 which was 40 years ago See, all
4: on the movies this day i can of think of were all like in the summer like cuz obviously right. like raiders of the lost raiders Art, hasn't come out yet right um, charm of fire came out in 81 i think the only thing i could think of but i don't even know if it when it came out but i mean i mean excalibur is 1981 right right no um, do you want me to tell you what it is you won't believe it. Right? It's a re-release.
0: Star Wars oh. was number one on this day in history, 1981. A re-release of Star Wars, and it reclaimed the number one spot for a, for week, a week. For a week in the theater, of course it did. And that's after that the Empire Strikes a Back. A year it after, already, after it's Empire Strikes r- Back, riding on the coattails of Empire, right. is what it did. 770-386-1450 is a number. I have an idea who this might be? Hey, it's BK on there. Who's this? Uh, this is
3: Michael. Hey, Michael, how you doing? I'm fine. Listen, you you were talking earlier in the show about how CDs drove you crazy out of the case.
0: Oh, yeah, any of that. Yeah, videotapes. That's a pet
3: peeve of mine. I would climb in people's cars, and they would have them loose in their car in the, wheel, uh, in the, in the uh, door
0: wells. Oh, yeah. And they would have of the them doors, all yeah, the or, or even worse, thrown up uh, by, back in the back under your glass in the back above the trunk, you know, where the sun's shining. Oh, why would people do that? I just I I
3: don't know. Cameras, I'm like you. If it's if it's done playing, it goes back in the case.
0: Right, and I think a lot of that has to do with how we were raised. As a kid, I didn't get new things all the time, so I had to take care of everything I had. And that's exactly that to it. Adulthoods. When I'm buying my own CDs, I don't want to ruin them. No, that's right. You make a good point, Michael. That's right. Yeah.
3: And then uh, cassettes, the same thing. You see people doing that. And, again, I would always put them back in the case if I was done with them.
0: Right. And when I was a kid in my bedroom, the thing that got thrown around, what I didn't clean up, you know, was my clothes and stuff. I didn't really give a crap about that. I threw the clothes in the the floor and stuff, not my CDs and comic books. They always (laughs) stayed in pristine shape, you know, the stuff that mattered. You know, And look, I was right. Those comic books are worth a lot of money Dale. now. My clothes from when I was a kid, not worth a darn thing. They're <laughs> rotting in some landfill somewhere, I'm sure. Michael, always good to hear from you, buddy, and I'm glad that you're out there. I appreciate the call.
3: Okay, thanks. Thanks, Bye-bye. man. All right, talk to you soon.
4: Bye-bye. I could see uh, a, a modification <laughs> of a Bill Cosby routine. The kid up in his room, like, I don't want to go to school and put my clothes in. <laughs> Careful with your comic books. Yeah, don't, you don't touch, wanna, don't touch you don't Superman throw those number do Don't, don't throw, touch Superman. Put that down, and then back <laughs> to my right. throwing my shoes and my socks.
0: And- 770-386-1450. Somebody else is calling. Hey, it's B K on there. I know who this is. Hey, Jeff.
1: Just let you know I'm listening today. I've been quiet, but I've been
0: listening. You've been quiet, but you decided to call. It. Do you agree? Do you agree with us? Did you, did you take care of your stuff? You know, you didn't throw things around that you had to buy with your own money. I did. I do. I still do.
1: I had to buy everything. When I was fifteen, I had to buy my air conditioners to go in my room. <laughs>
0: Oh, in your own room. Yep,
1: and then I had to pay half of the utility
0: bill. Wow, and how old were you when that happened? Fifteen. Wow, so when I was a kid, we only had uh, the window unit in our living room, which meant it could not cool the whole house when, when my mom and my sister and I were together and she was a single parent, and she would actually drape. She would drape something in the hallway just to keep the air in the kitchen and in the living room from that one big uh, unit in the window. But, you know, I had that wonderful air conditioner in my room. I remember the one I had. It was a fan in the window, and I closed the window on the fan where it would either suck the air out or pull some air in one way or the other. That's what I had to use for a long time. And in the South, we know how hot it can get here. Mm-hmm.
1: I did. My dad didn't believe in air conditioning because he worked outside all the time.
0: <laughs> so he had natural air conditioning, right?
1: Yeah, he didn't leave an air conditioner.
0: That's great. Well, thanks. That's why I
1: had to pay out. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good
0: one. Good to hear see from you. Me. All right, bye-bye. For the longest time in the car, I had a Dodge Colt was one of my first cars, and I had a uh, a 260 air conditioner. It was a 260 brand. Two windows down at 60 miles an hour.
4: That was the <laughs> only air conditioner I had in that car. <laughs> the car got air? Yeah, sure. See that crank there? It was.
1: Air what crank
4: right there on the side of the door. Yeah, it was that's air, air conditioning. It, yeah, it sure. It didn't condition very well, but it was air. <laughs> well, I, I'll take I'll take at least blowing <laughs> air versus stifling.
0: Yeah, and sometimes just air blowing that's hot is still air moving around. It gives you the idea of. I mean, if you're sweaty and air hits you, it helps dry you off and yeah. cool you off a little bit, even if it's warm air. Let's finish up this day in history. It's National Something Day every day. Today is Encourage a Young Rider Day. Today,
4: do you know a young rider that you can a encourage? writer or a yeah, writer writer the okay. T? Yeah, yeah, my. Daughter.
0: Daughter, okay. She's a
4: young you need to encourage her today. I did. How about every day? I, I did. That's fine.
0: One well, that came to by her? the station, or is yes. it the other daughter? Okay.
1: She's uh, my oldest. It is
0: National Farm Animals Day today. <laughs> by the way, are you my dad? What the no. was that <laughs> <laughs> What who do you think we are? Whales? <laughs> yeah, it's like a National Farm Animals. Uh, today is also something that you and I can, you and I are able to celebrate this, but Mrs. BK cannot. uh Oh today is national no it doesn't don't go that we're out with it I <laughs> saw where you're about to go with that it's got nothing to do with being a man or a woman don't do that she can't celebrate this day but we can today is national siblings day <gasps> i can you can she, she can't. can't she can't <laughs> my wife can yep some people can't And some people, you know, when you meet someone that doesn't have any brothers and sisters, you're like, oh, man, it must be great not to have any brothers and sisters. And then she would go, no, it must be great to have a brother or sister or somebody else, you know, because I always
4: people want what they never had. So my both my brothers only had one kid and they both have said at one time or another, they said, and there's times I wish that there was someone his age to play with him. Because when you're the only child, guess what? Go play with Dad. Go play with Dad. And sometimes Dad goes, I just got home from work. But Dad, but Dad, but Dad. It's like, go play with your Oh, you don't have a brother. I don't want to play. I used to do that with my girls. like, why don't you go play with your sister? Just go go, um, go upstairs.
0: I have a rumor story here. I'm going to do just the headline of it because I don't have time to get into the story. And I want to do it before the the show ends. Spider-Man 4 is rumored to reunite Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire through Marvel and Sony. So after this Spider-Man multiverse thing may come out later this year, there's a rumor that saying Sam Raimi will return with uh, uh, with Tobey Maguire and some other folks. Doesn't it is a rumor though, but several sites reporting it to do another Spider-Man movie with those guys and him. And I'd love to see that because I'm a big I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. So we'll see if that pans out to be correct or incorrect after the Spider-Man. Uh and the Doctor Strange multiverse thing—that's going to introduce this whole different universe of things, which is going to be fun to see just how much of One Division creeps into there about what happened, ramifications of One Division in that well, other universe. Hey,
4: the trailer for Loki came out. How much is that also playing yes. into this? Looking forward to
0: that. I got two, epi- I'm two episodes behind with the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm going to be watching those today, right when I get home after I get off the air, and I'll probably text you. You probably—you're to, behind too, so we'll watch them and dig in it too. You know, it's going to be shorter than One Division. There's less—only six of it. episodes. They're of really going to have to sew this up and, and wrap. It's BK on the air. Thank you for being here, Alan. Fun adios. We'll see everyone on the podcast and fistful of radio.com and all the other places. It's BK on the air.
1: Don't ever tell a lie and say your prayers at night before you go to bed. And so, as our friends south of the border can say, adios, amigos. Let's get out of here.